Thanks for tuning in to this New York Fashion Week edition of the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I'm sitting down with Pamela Rowland, designer of her 22-year-old namesake fashion brand that started with a couture collection. Pamela's dresses have been worn on many red carpets by celebs including Taylor Swift, Angelina Jolie, and Madonna. And they're sold at luxury retailers including Saks, Neiman Marcus, and Bergdorf Goodman. Ahead of her fall 2024 fashion show, I wanted to ask Pamela about her secrets to longevity in fashion, including how her business model has evolved. I also want to know what she's come to believe about timely topics, including retail partners, community, and of course, Fashion Week. Welcome, Pamela. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. Thanks for making the time. You are getting ready to jet out to New York, yeah? Yes, I, I'm back. I'm in Michigan right now. I was there a couple of days ago. I had to get come back here for something. And now I'm on my way back and we'll be getting, you know, working around the clock, getting the collection finished. Yes. Well, you've been doing this a long time now. Let's talk about the importance of Fashion Week. Have you always done Fashion Week season after season? Did Have you taken breaks? Why is it important? You know, we pretty much have. We take. I think we did take a few breaks when we were moving, um, but in general, yeah, I, I, geez, for twenty two years we have, except you know during the pandemic, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. Did you do something digital at that point? Maybe something on Instagram. Oh yeah, we we actually didn't do to during the pandemic. We kept pretty busy because of our international business. I think that's what kept us the busiest. Oh my God. I was going to ask about the impact of the pandemic because I think of you you for your gorgeous dresses, special occasions. I'm, I know weddings and all the things made a return with a vengeance. But um, yeah, during those maybe first, the first year, March 2020 to March 2021, what was the, what was the activity? You know, we did Middle East. They never stopped. <laughs> they, they really? Yeah, they, we, we were kind of sneaking in, shipping things out. So at one time in New York, you you weren't allowed to even go into your offices. So they would be calling us saying, we really, we need this dress. We still are doing this and that. So um, that kept us going. And then we did um, a small collection with more, you know, less expensive uh, line. Um, we we kept pretty busy, actually. Um, I It didn't bother us too much. I mean, the best news of the day. You mentioned the Middle East, and I, I was looking at your stockist online, and I know that um, you've got a lot of international retailers. Tell me about your your business and, and how it's kind of divided. Is the U.S. maybe lower on the list of top top regions? Well, we're, we've just been in Harrods for a couple of years, and I was thrilled. They chose our dress to be in their holiday windows. Oh, great. And there was only two, two gowns. We were the only Americans. So we're we have a wonderful relationship with Harrods, which I was so excited about. You know, to be in that's amazing. You know, international store, one of the best, if not the best. Um, our our business is, I would say, pretty fifty fifty, but um, definitely international is growing. Okay, good for you. What can we expect for Fashion Week, your fashion show? Would you say that you approach the opportunity differently, maybe with the people you're inviting or or what you're showing on the runway? You know, at one time we did invite, we had much bigger shows. Um, they became, again, over the pandemic, they, they only allowed so many people. So our guest list did shrink. But now we've slowly been growing it back up. 
you know, we want our retailers and our great customers to be there and friends, of course. But, um, you know, it's great to have our retailers, especially and, you know, great clients see our things for the first time on the runway because they look so amazing on runway and clothes on a hanger are much different than on a body. For sure. Have you always done seasonal collections where you're showing for the, the next season? Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. Well, we do, you know, two runway shows a year and then we have the um, free fall and the resort line also that we usually do a, a photo shoot for that one. Well, you mentioned that there was a period during the pan- pandemic. You, you went a little more casual. How else would you say your business has evolved over time? I mean, everything's become much more digital and high tech. And, and how have you evolved accordingly? It's changed so much from when I first started. You know, our, our our shows were at Bryant Park, which was so amazing because all of us designers were together and it was much easier for media to get there. But now with, you know, you don't really need to be there. The social media, you can send an intern out to take a video or, or something. So it's much different than it used to be in the beginning. Um, you know, how we've evolved to our, I think one of the successes of our business is, is how great our production is and how quickly we're able to get our our things out compared to before. We know obviously so much more and we just have a great team who works hard to get these out. And that's, I think that's one thing that our retailers say to us, if they need something quickly, they can get it from us. Oh, wow. And retail, is that where it's at? Like, are you doing a majority of your business through these retail partners and Harrods or are they coming directly to your site? We had some, again, during the pandemic, we did things on, um, they come to the website also, but we sell, you know, mostly through retail. Well, I failed to ask this question to some of the designers we've had on this series, but I would love to know about the evolution of your, uh, con- your customer's behavior, like, especially over, you've been doing this a long time. Um, are they buying, they want it fast, they want it cheaper, they want it, all the things. What are they demanding from you? You know, we have all different types of customers. I always say that we, we dress the daughters, the mothers, the grandmothers. So we have a great um, age span. It's crazy. I mean, at Harrods, the bigger, the better. I mean, we can sell the dresses. I mean, they're huge, expensive. And we also have some that are saying, hey, can you get the price points down a little? And we we work at trying to do that. We we work with our, our customers and our retailers very well. We listen to them. I think that's why I'm, I'm still in business. I listened to what they wanted, not necessarily what I wanted. I wanted to be able to run my business and keep it going. So I listened to what they wanted. We did do things more comfortable. I have to say we're doing a little more suits. Women are wearing more pantsuits again. And so we the waistbands have nice ease. They're not the tight waistbands. It's that we have a really nice, easy waistband that I love myself too. Nice. Well, you mentioned your customer and listening to them. What can you tell me about your community and maybe where you're interacting with with your shopper? Oh, all over. I mean, I we I um in September released a coffee table book. So I have been all over with that doing book signings. So we we do, you know, some of the book signings, but then we also do a trunk show. So we're in all different locations. Right on. And you mentioned Harrods a couple of times, and obviously they see the value in your brand and they're propping you up in the window. What else can you tell me about that relationship and why it works for you? It was just such a smooth 
relationship from, from day one, we really got along and we had the product that they wanted. And um, it just has been such a wonderful relationship. You know, we have great relationships with a lot of our retailers. We Again, I've been with them for a long time, but that's just a newer one and it, that's going very well. Good for you. Dresses where it's at. Have you um, category expansion or even is, is that kind of a growth opportunity for you? Are you looking beyond um, maybe maybe more home? I think of book and I think of like home decor. Maybe that's some somewhere you're venturing into. Well, we we did a perfume um, a oh, couple great. years ago. That actually um, was being continued to produce during the pandemic. We'd started before. But, so that was interesting to do it back then. Um, we're doing things like that, like, you know, slowly and there's things that, you know, I, I really think about what I always wanted to do. And one was do a perfume and one was also do a coffee table book. And the coffee table book was, it was a great experience. We uh, worked with Rizzoli and, but we had so many images. That was the hardest thing. It's like, well, how do I narrow this out? I could have, I could have had five books. There was so many images. I mean, you but, have to do uh, another one. <laughs> You know, we'd love it because we had a great experience. And again, with Rizzoli, um, they're going to be, they're going to have our dress and our books and the window of their um, store. I think it's going up now. It will be through Fashion Week for sure and just some beyond. But this, it's our beautiful dress that's on the cover of our book. And uh, um, the books will be all in the window. So, and that's the Rizzoli downtown. I don't, I don't know the address of it. People can look it up. Rizzoli, downtown NYC. <laughs> For sure. Are you- I don't have it. It's February 9th through the 14th. It will be in the window. Amazing. Be there or be square. Are you finding that the shopper of your book, the shopper of your fragrance, um, is it the same as your core shopper? Or maybe that's an opportunity for a new customer to buy into the brand. It's a little more affordable. What are you finding? Oh, definitely. I, there's so many with the book. They're so excited. Quite a few young you know, customers that really love the book because they can't afford the clothes. So when we have the perfume and lotion and a candle, and you know, I've been selling those different places too. And Someone sometimes, you know, sometimes they just want to start it off with a candle and we have a, a roller ball that's, you know, inexpensive too. So to do, get introduced, especially at the younger generation, the book did very, very well. And Rosalie would say that and they did very well. Um, we're about sold out. We'll be right back after this quick break. What can you tell me about the importance of? What a red carpet moment does for a brand. Is it all about marketing? Does it drive sales? Does it drive traffic? You've had many. You know, it certainly does. I, and before um, social media, when we had some of our book, big hits, you know, it was so exciting. It, and you no, know, that was more on, you know, like on print or on TV or, but, you know, social media makes it such a big deal. Yes. What's happening there? Is it stylist? Is it just as people pick it up and they post so-and-so wore this, um, check the tag, whatever that Instagram account is. Right. There, there's all sorts of accounts that, that pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. We've been known for a red carpet as a red carpet uh, company for a long time. Was there a kind of one that stands out in your mind, a moment you were proud of because somebody wore it at a certain time, your, your looks? Well, and the very first one was so 2005 with um, Kim Cattrall and Sex and the City it was there. I think their last season. She was up for an Emmy. Iconic. And 
don't really know. I mean, our show was just a couple of days before that. The stylist took it, brought it, and she put it on and walked the red carpet. So we are all screaming about that one. That was exciting. <laughs> you and, cannot um, beat that. <laughs> I know. And then Vanessa Williams, who's also a good friend, she's wore things of ours starting in about 2004, even wore a dress for her, um, you know, Hollywood Walk of Fame um, star. Um, so she's been wearing our, our clothes forever. So great. What would you say is challenging you now? The, the industry is, has its own challenges. It's definitely an interesting economic time. Um, seems like you've got production sorted, which is a problem for many brands, but yeah, what's on your mind? Honestly, we're, we're doing pretty well. There's not much I can complain about. We've, we've, um, been very steady and, um, doing really couldn't be happier how well we're doing that people are wearing not necessarily the United States like these big dresses but you know some want feathers some say oh I can't sell feathers so we're just listening to our customers and trying you know trying to give them what they want and so I think that's what makes us work for sure. Is Fashion Week kind of your big marketing moment? Is that play into a larger marketing mix? How would you say it kind of fits in? Where else are you are you investing in terms of getting your your styles in front of your correct audience? Target audience. Um well we're doing little things like, you know, we're having our our, our dress in Rizzoli's window and you know, and being in different parts of the world and it, it was crazy how uh, the holidays stores from all over we got images you know on instagram from our store in mexico city um you know herod's different um cities chicago or you know our dresses are the windows everywhere so that is always great the holidays um fashion week is always fun i mean it's always you get people from all over and you get new customers sometimes from that too yeah. And a lot of it has to do, you know, the social media and, uh, and my husband doesn't get it at all, <laughs> but it is very important. Is social media helping you to reach a younger customer? Do you have a younger Gen Z fan? For sure. For sure. We, and we have a lot of, um, I was going to say Gen Alpha, but that's really young. Probably not. <laughs> I have daughters, you know, that wear my clothes too. And so it, it's, it's fun. It, it really is fun. I, we do dress all ages. So, and we think about that. Oh, this would be great for a younger person. Oh, oh, I like this. And, you know, remembering women, a lot of women don't like their arms. So we have long sleeves. And one thing that we're extremely proud of is our corset, which we worked very hard at because putting a corset in a dress, it's usually uncomfortable. I remember being at, it was something at the Oscars and I was literally had to leave because I had a stomachache because the corset was just cutting me off. So I said, this is it. We really have to figure this out. And we have it down. I I, I can be in one all day. Um, I Brides we've made wedding dresses for, they, you know, they, they're in it all day. I had um, Eva Longoria on stage one day she was talking about how great our corsets were. I'm like, you need to travel with me. <laughs> <laughs> People can't be leaving the Oscars because they're in pain. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, my last question. Thank you for squeezing us in. You are, this is like hot, hot hour for you. But um, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. Would love to know, first of all, if you have advice for them. And also, like, I don't even know. Do you own the business? Is Would you recommend like investors to be able to make a go of it? I own mine 100%, but I've also been in it for a long time. 
Um, it's very rare to have one hundred percent. Most people probably do need investors, but ours just slowly. I didn't overspend in the beginning. I didn't do what a lot of people do. They 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 forget about the business side and they want the publicity side or they want this and that. And I I did not do that. My face is not plastered everywhere, and I, I didn't do that at all. I really worked at um, getting the business going. So number one, be if you want to keep your business going, think about that. Think about how you're spending your money and be really smart about it. The other thing is I always would say to, you know, when I get asked this question often is you better love what you do because the hours can be really long and hard. And, you know, they always think, oh, isn't Fashion Week so great? They don't realize it's a lot of work. And, you know, you're working, you know, I'm working Friday night, Saturday night. I'm I'm working during the full fashion time week. You know, there used to be at one time parties all the time. There's not as many parties. But again, back in the Bryant Park days, there were parties all the time. And I It's just it's tiring. You, you know, you're working all day and you go to a party. I'm too, I'm, I'm too old to do it now. I don't know how people do it. do it. I do not know how people do it. Do you try to replicate the vibes of Bryant Park? I'm old. <laughs> so I went to the Bryant Park shows and I know how magical it was. Like, um, is there any everybody, way to read? Everybody misses it. You know what? It, it have, we'd have to get the city to back it. Because even, even Lincoln Center, you know, that at least we were together. Now we're spread out everywhere. And your heart's we, pumping. We are, in, we are in a new venue, um, Starlet Lee. It's a new location. We've never used it before. So we're excited. I'm going to view it today. Um, I've just seen pictures of it, but Brandon, been, you know, other parts of my team have been there. Yes, I yes. put my hotel right next to that on purpose near Chelsea because I heard a lot of great shows are there. So yeah, good for you. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a beautiful space. Right on. Well, I'm so so looking forward to it. Any teasers that we can expect from your show? What anything fun you well, can share? The inspiration. I was in Belgium, so the inspiration was in Belgium, and mostly Bruges. That city is so beautiful. Uh, my daughter was with me, and she's a photographer, and she took some incredible pictures. So we got a lot of ideas from that. Um, and just our colors and our, all ideas from there, the architecture, you'll see that even in some of the lines of the clothes. I love that. Is that typical? Do you typically do a, a trip or um, to, to kind of get your creative juices flowing? I do travel often and I do use travel for you know, my inspirations. And I, it's so funny because someone said that to me. You usually use that or, or art. I'm on the board of the Whitney um, in New York. And, um, so modern art's been a big one for me too. Um, really love history, but travel lately has been really, because it just, it's so, you know, you're there, you just, it's so interesting that you just, you can see like even tile. I, I we was in Morocco last year. That was our, our inspiration. Just inspirations were everywhere. So you, when you go to, it depends, you know, what city you're in, but you can find inspirations even from just beautiful flowers you know, spring or something. Yeah. Need to look around more, <laughs> get off our yeah. phones, get inspired. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right on. Well, Pamela, I know I'm going too crazy. I'm going to, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so, so much for being here. This was so enjoyable. Well, thank you. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to The Glossy Podcast. 